Hello, Remote Start Nation, and welcome to Remote Start, the podcast for the individual who wants to start a business, build a lifestyle brand, and do it all while living the lifestyle they desire. Our goal is to help you take that idea, skill, or passion and turn it into a profitable, scalable business that thrives within your community. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I am on a mission along with special guests to help you understand yourself, the lifestyle you truly want from your business, and what it takes to start and scale it through systems and creating a sought-after brand. Regardless of the industry or where your small business is at in its growth stage, Remote Start is packed with lessons, stories, and the do's and don'ts of how to get where you want. So my simple question to you, what are you ready to start? If it's in business, branding, or lifestyle, then start it now and join the Remote Start Nation. Without further ado, let's get this show started. What is up, Remote Start Nation? My name is Jim Doyon, your host, and I want to welcome you to another episode. I'm on a mission to bring you actual strategies, roadmaps, and stories on starting your own business, building a brand, and creating your desired lifestyle. Today, I have a very special guest I want to introduce you to, a very good friend of mine from high school, someone that growing up, we used to have ideas on on starting a business together. And uh, without further ado, Jeff Greenman, I wanted to welcome you. Uh, Say hello to Remote Start Nation. Remote Start Nation, what's up? Jeff Greenman here. So Remote Start Nation, on this episode, we're going to be talking about starting a business and not being afraid to jump into a new, uh, a new direction. Um, Jeff is going to go into more detail on his journey of being an entrepreneur, where he started, and kind of get into some of the stories to help you out. And you know, we're going to be asking a lot of details on what he's done uh, to get where he's at today. So um, Jeff, I know that you, know, you started as a lawyer. And I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit more about that and how now you're, uh, you know, really into real estate and, and absolutely crushing it. Yeah, no problem, Jim. Thank you for having me. Um, and to take this back a little further, I think this all started in high school where I was a little bit cooler and a little bit better looking than you. And, you know, that really set me off on a uh, trajectory of success. So, uh, no, all jokes aside, man, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, as you know, after high school, I, I went up to college at the University of Washington, um, you know, good Pac-12 school, big school, fun school, and made a ton of connections there uh, as far as actually learning, you know, how to be uh, social and, and in the real world with other humans. You know, it gets you out of your cave when you uh, move away from college and have to experience life uh, without having mommy and daddy helping you. So that I think I attribute a little bit of my success to um, through uh, college, um, took a lot of courses, was always interested in the law. My father was a lawyer. And so that was sort of my my path. I have a, a, a brother and a sister who are attorneys as well. Um, so, you know, I thought that was my end goal. I thought this is going to be my career. Um, and so I went down that path. Uh, Graduated college, went down to a small law school in Orange County called Chapman, in California. Um, did fine there and, and got a, a passion to help out, you know, plaintiffs, people who were injured. Uh, so I went out my first year, my first job. This is back in 2007, right before the recession, and 
I got a job luckily and I worked there for about a year and, you know, I, I did enjoy it, but I really didn't like working for somebody else. And a couple of the stories, uh, which I laugh at now, my, my boss, he's a very nice guy, but very hard nosed and very work, work ethic, you know, centered. And, you know, it's more about you being in the office and actually what you're getting done. Um, type of situation. So I recall on, on one occasion, I was in court that morning. I was wearing a tie, and you know, it was, just, it was a suit and tie kind of firm, and I was all buttoned up. And I came back uh, from work. It was lunchtime. I had taken my tie off, jacket off. I was sitting in my room, which had no windows. I had no clients coming in, and my boss gives me a little knock, knock. And he comes in, closes the door behind him, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm either fired. <laughs> and he looks at me jeff we're trying to instill some professionalism here in the workplace i'm like great i'm i'm on board he's like where's your tie i said uh, oh uh, i think it's you know behind the door there he's like yeah you mind and i was like yeah yeah no problem you know and then i i get out and put my tie on and then then i knew it was a tie kind of place and I've been there for months so I didn't really quite get it it was sort of strange to me you know just one of those extra rules that a boss would put on you that just bugs people you know like so was that kind of your aha moment that you were you thought to yourself like this is it I like I don't want anybody else tell me what to do like I want to start my own thing yeah that was a that was a good tip off and then the next story there was i i was on a date and i had left the office at 7 p.m it was a 60 70 80 hour work kind of place saturdays included all that you know grinder and i was on a date at like seven o'clock i get a call from the same guy jeff where are you uh, hey i'm on i'm on a date um just heading out he's like well dave's still at the office i said wow oh. and dave's older than me and he's like you know you know jeff you're the little guy on the totem pole here. You're the new guy. You need to be the first in and the last out every day. And I said, okay, so now I can't have a social life either. And yeah, so those two instances were all I needed. Um, I, I found another lawyer who had some extra cases who was willing to share, let me get started. He said, just incorporate your own firm and um, I'll feed you a few cases and we'll get you some office space and We'll work together and what you bring in you eat what i give you i give you a little piece of and i said you know what? that's fine so one year out of law school i started my own firm um, that's awesome now did you did you spend a lot of time with you know coming up with the design and the name and everything else or was it just like i've got to get this going like i know i've got something good here i've got the education i know what to do i just need to get you know take a step forward and just start right yeah so this is back in 08 and um, I'm, I'm 26 or something, and I I really just wanted to get started. So I, I I I know you know you're big on branding, and that came later. Um, but as far as the beginning, I, I said I gotta go, I gotta go. I, I incorporated, and I left. Um, and then after there, you know, I then incorporated the the logo, which I've changed many times over the past 15 years now, um, and how I went about getting cases, all these types of things um, changed. Uh, but, but to get going, I just wanted to get going. And, and it's, it, you did it in such a smart way. You didn't just jump out there without being prepared. You found somebody that you knew you could get help from and lean on and work together with. And 
that's so important. It's so important too that people realize that, you know, remote start nation, like you don't need to come up with a full business plan, a, a 40 page business plan just to get your business started. Like Jeff's a perfect example of just understanding that he, he had what it took. He had the background. He just needed to get out and, and, and work, knock on doors and make it happen. And, and Jeff, obviously you did that and, you know, you crushed it and, you know, you were, you have a lot of accolades in, in the legal field that, you know, I, I know have come from your hard work and just jumping in and not being afraid to, you know, to get out there. So um, hit on that a little bit with some of the things you've been able to accomplish as a lawyer. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I, I went out and a lot of people are scared to do that. You know, I talked to them 10, 15 years later and they're still trapped in these grinded out jobs with the boss, making good money, but not great money and not having the time. The time is what I'm after. Um, as a lawyer, right, I, I, I won multi-million dollar verdicts. Um, I, I have the highest settlement for a, an attorney under 30 in the state of California in history. I have won trial lawyer of the year um, for local organizations um, and other various accolades along the way. I've been a super lawyer for 10 years now or whatever it is. So um, I'm real proud of real proud of those. Um, and I like profession and good at it and at, at this point I'm in a point where I've transitioned a bit into some other things as well as hired underneath me which is kind of where you'll you should be getting to if you um, have been successful long enough to start kind of passing off the the duties that you don't enjoy as much about the job and having other people do them and learn the trade so that's kind of where I've transitioned and a lot of a lot of people wait for so long to make that transition to they, they want to do everything. They've started a business, it's started to be successful, they want to do everything themselves. And what what that really does is hold you back. And and that can hold you back in a lot of different ways. Like I found for me personally, being able to bring on a team allows me to live the lifestyle desire. And you know, you had mentioned that 60, 70, 80 hour weeks when you work for somebody else. You know, let's go back a minute. And when you first started your own firm, did you, were you putting in those kind of hours or were you, did you know that your business, you were not going to do that? You were going to step back and just kind of, you know, work at your own pace. How did that work? Yeah, good, good question. So when I started with this guy, Nick, uh, you know, I was probably working 20, 30 hours a week. Had a lot more time and a lot more cut on those cases. So I was actually making far more money, but working less, uh, which, you know, it's a great spot to be in. And I think you don't realize that until you're an entrepreneur, how much more you can make doing it yourself or having later on people do those, those tasks for you. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, it was a great spot. I had my freedom back and made good money. So you, so you started your own business in, in California, started to raise a family there, had a great thing going with your firm. And, and now you're, you own a business in real estate. And so talk to me a little bit about that transition and talk to me about, you know, when you knew as well, like, okay, I, was it the lifestyle? Like, Hey, I'm not happy anymore. Or, Hey, I want to keep growing. And I have already got this law thing down. And now I want to start another business and something else that I'm very passionate about. How did that kind of work? Yeah, I think it's the latter. Um, you know, I, I really do like being a lawyer, but you know, it, it can get boring doing the same thing for your whole life. Um, I, I always see, you know, people who've worked the same jobs for 40 years and I'm like, God, at some point I'd be itching to do something 
different. And, and, and that's what happened. Um, you know, things are good with the firm. I made some money and my whole childhood growing up, my dad was big in investment. And so I started to like look at other things that I could do investment wise. And you're always here about a 401k or, or you know, stock market and stuff like that. Um, and th that works for most people. And, you know, you plug in every year, you put, you put your money in your pension away and 401ks, and then you retire and you have a good flip of money. But for me, it seemed that also seems sort of boring. And so having started a law firm, invested it myself and money into that, I said, you know, this is a great model. It worked out. Let's try investing in some other things. Uh, so outside of the law firm, I, stock market i started buying into uh, friends of mine that would come up with company ideas so and, and i'm gonna be honest a lot of these failed <laughs> yeah you know that's part of it. i invested in my buddy who brought to me an oil company a mining company I put in you know chunk big chunks of money for me at the time um and you know i still have not been paid back on this i i started a uh in my mind i came up with this idea of a good book to write a children's book it's a series and i actually took it from start to finish um thinking that they'd sell overnight and, and you know i still have boxes of books in my garage that i've never sold so you, you know you, you got to try and fail um you, you got to just keep trying them because eventually some of these things will hit or, or start making a little bit of money a little side hustle so I did all that while running a law firm in about, you know, eight years ago. So about halfway into my legal career, um, I decided to, instead of the stock market, start buying, buying real estate. Every book I read about, you know, being wealthy, you see all these guys with 50 million, $100 million, how they get there. And all of them own real estate or work through real estate to get there. So that, that was a tipping point for me. Well, maybe this is another thing that I can invest in and maybe I could do this myself versus um, investing in, in someone else's company or something that's starting out. So I took some money and I bought um, a few, you know, quads of fourplexes out in Salt Lake City, two of those. And I bought a, another one that had like six units. So I had 14 units in Salt Lake City and they were all, all residential and they were not the greatest, um, but they were a good price and they made good return on my money every month um, and so that was the transition it's one more thing now look at me i'm trying a case and then i start getting calls from tenants in salt lake city that my pipes burst <laughs> I'm like oh shit like i got yeah. a lot on all of a sudden and um it, it, it kind of dawned on me that maybe i could get some help in the law firm and start exploring the real estate more and that's that's where that initially started it was a side gig and now i have two very successful uh, businesses as well as other investments i made along the way that have been very successful and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier where a lot of your success it seems like you get it going you get it off the ground you understand it you you know what it takes to get it there and then you bring in somebody to help so you can again live this lifestyle you want to live and not have to work 60 70 80 hours a week because it would be easy let's be honest to work that much knowing how involved you are and, and what you've created and and how well how successful you've become in both these uh businesses and so and i know you know these aren't even your only two businesses so 
you know, the power of who, right. And who you're going to bring in and, and what you're going to hand off to them so you can enjoy your life. Right. And employee selection is, is tantamount, right? It's, I, 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 my wife will tell you I'm a horrible judge character. And I think I am, but I think that benefits me in some way because I trust everybody. Anyone that comes in the door, I trust them until they burn me. Um, and so you're going to get burnt by employees or people that you've trusted. Um, but I think with that sort of mentality, the long-term effect of, of trusting and giving people a chance uh, will really pay out. And so that, that's been good for me. Um, but there, you know, there are bumps along the road. And when you find someone good, you need to compensate them. You pay them. Yeah. Make sure so or incentivize them. Yeah, you know, incentivize them. Because when I got it, that first sort of gig outside of the, the first real legal job I had, it, it was a, you know, kill what you eat, right? It was whatever you cases you bring in and incentivize me to go out and bring this guy cases. And I made more money and I didn't have to pay a lot of these costs and stuff associated with that. So it was... Um, gave me a lot of incentive. And then when I started getting a ton of cases in that my staff couldn't even handle, I offered the same to, to attorneys. I say, Hey, you know, Mike, Jim and Sue, you know, do you want to take some of my extra cases and I'll pay it, you know, 25% on them or whatever you work out or, and they're more than happy, you know, and if they're good at it, I give them more. If they're not great, you know, I, I, I part my ways and move on. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what are, you know, you kind of said there's some bumps in the road and, you know, one thing that I, I think it's so important to share with the remote start nation is that nothing's ever going to go perfect, right? There's always going to be things. And, and one of the things that I, I think for me personally, that I've learned from being an entrepreneur is that it's not what's going to happen because every, something's going to happen, right? It's how you react to it. It's what you do and, and learning from that mistake or learning from whatever it is, you know, to, to, move forward the next time right so talk to me about some of your some of your wins and 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 some of your failures as well yeah you know um in the law i've, I've put in money you know to try a case and i've lost right i've been out 60 70 thousand dollars on one case that's wow. a huge amount of money to just be gone i don't i can't yeah. go back to anybody for that just disappeared it's gone um and that that'll sink in that's these risks of business the book I started, you know, I put in seven or eight grand. It's gone. I, I'm never going to see it again. Um, these, the oil and the mining company, you know, the, those are, you know, $60,000 gone. I'll never see it. And those were early on. Did that, was I defeated? No. These are, these are bumps in a row. I learned from it. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't maybe go too far out of your lane sometimes because, yeah. you know, you don't know what's out there but if you've got a base of learning in a certain area or understand stuff like i understand real estate because we learned it in law school and i owned a house <laughs> and that yeah. wasn't for me to like be like oh this isn't so hard the law of course took some training um and you know then it comes down to this who you know like if you're going to team up with somebody what do they know that you don't know and what can you offer to bring them and that's what's brought me into some of these later investments that have been very successful. So talk about some successes. Well, the law firm been wildly successful. Yeah. Um, the real estate has been wildly successful, but there's been some bumps in that. For instance, I had a tenant move out of one of my buildings or 
commercial warehouse uh, in um, New Mexico. And it, it, this happened like last May. And I still don't have it. And I'm still paying the mortgage. And that's the then there was a theft of property. So no one wants to move in because it's missing all the profit. <laughs> and, and the power doesn't work. And so now I'm dealing with insurance companies. This, that. But you know what? I, 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 I've had enough battles where I don't walk away from this kind of battle. You know? Um, yeah, one, you have to take the good with the bad, right? And so you're looking right. at it and saying, okay, so yeah, this is one little thing, but in the grand scheme of, of your overall businesses, you, you've seen growth and you've done what it takes. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I, one thing on this podcast, I really like to talk about is lifestyle. And, you know, I know you're very good. At, you have a, a family and you're very good at being able to spend time with a family and, and getting things done when you need to, but really understanding that, you know, family comes first and, you know, I love that about you. And I, I think so many business owners who are successful, they have a hard time balancing that, you know, family time, personal time, and that business time. And I know for you, you moved from California to Boston and, you know, you've been able to really spend quality time with, with your kids. And I, I, I talk about that a little bit for me. Do you have a, a routine that you follow every day? So, you know, exactly like I've read books where it's like, Hey, knock your, your most important the thing that's going to move you the furthest, get that done first. Do you have a routine like that? Or is there something that you do that kind of helps you to live that lifestyle? Yeah, um, I will say I, I don't have an alarm clock, but I wake up at the same time every day. And, and that's just my body. Um, I've read those things too. So-and-so wakes up at 5 a.m. and eats two eggs and <laughs> runs five miles and does yoga and meditation. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't have that time kids um yeah so, so for me like i i, I agree um I, I wake up i work out but like in my house and i make a to-do list while i'm working out because my brain's flying at that point and i take that to-do list and I email it to myself and then um i get up with the kids i make them breakfast um give my wife a little downtime and um help you know help them get ready and i take them both to school and I, I love doing that. That's my favorite part of the day is walking one of my sons to school and then driving the other one because um, he goes to a different school. And that's the best. And then once I drop off my second son, um, I head over to my office that's nearby and I knock out that to-do to list. And usually I can get that to-do list done in time to go pick them up for school. So I, I, my hours right now from nine till two. Awesome. Which is, and I go grab a real quick 15 minute bite somewhere in there, but that's, that's it. And, and then I go home, I get my kids, um, bring them both home. Uh, we have a baby too. So we're all home together, hang out uh, for a few hours, whatever, until dinner. And, and in the meantime, I'm, I'm, I am fielding emails, occasional calls, but I'm still home playing in the yard with them. I'm taking them to sports. I coach, you know, little league, um, year round, basically I'm doing baseball with my oldest and, and soccer with my youngest. So it's, it's great. We have a boat. It's a nice day in Boston. We are on the boat. You know, I we fish this summer I fish nearly every day for at least an hour or whatever. Um, so these are the things, you know, the time I purchased with the success. Right. This is the most important thing for me is 
not being told to get in at nine o'clock, doing my own schedule and being able to leave when I want and not having to answer some, to somebody constantly. Um, let me, I mean, work needs to get done and needs to get done, but I've crafted it in a way at this point where I really own my time. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. Man. It's really That's incredible. And I, Remote Star Nation, I, ho I hope you listen to that and I hope you can take a couple nuggets of that wisdom from Jeff and and apply it to your life. And, you know, for me, I try to get up every morning early and I, I start with a list as well. And, I, you know, I'm not as probably as good as you are of crossing that list off. Um, it's something I'm, I'm always working on is trying to get done everything I, I set up, but I like to, I think, over <laughs> put too many things on the list and then I, don't, I can't get through them all. But uh, yeah, I you know, think lists are huge. I, I think they're important. And one thing I, I want to say, I'm not trying to knock anybody who's had a, you know, 40, 50 year career, but you always hear these people like in movies or in the real world, like he woke up every day at 6 a.m. He grinded that job until, you know, seven o'clock. And I never saw him growing up. And, and, and the, the guy's like, yeah, I worked at that plant, did this. And I'm like, that's what they're proud of at the end of their life. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that is, there is, something to be proud of in that i agree but like if given the option hey would you rather have done that for 40 years or would you have rather worked half the time made more money and really seen your kids grow up and i think everyone would take that second option right absolutely no brainer so um i get the pride in that but at the same time i'm much more proud of the situation i've been able to build and a lot of entrepreneurs do you know? I, I hear lawyers in LA. They're like, oh, our work ethic. You know, was we work till nine o'clock. Like that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. Who wants to work till nine o'clock? And wear it as yeah, bad. I, I don't understand that. I I try to work as the least amount as possible to get as much accomplished as I can, and and that way I can be with the family. And you know, it's also it goes along those same lines too. Where how many people do you talk to that say, oh, at you know, at sixty I'm going to retire and travel the country? Like for me personally, you know. 16 months ago, my wife and I said, Hey, let's travel the country now. Let's spend the time with the family. Let's, let's do the things that we want to do to live our life and enjoy it before it's too late. Cause you never know when it's going to be gone. Right. And so, right. you know, you're doing it right now. I, I, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a sweet spot to be in and, and uh, you as well. You know, I know what you're doing. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm very jealous of the amount of time you've had and the adventures you've had. Well, it's you know, awesome. I mean, to, it was six months ago to be, you know, go see you in Boston and hang out for the week and, you know, and then travel around. And then now we're out West and I'm in, I'm in Utah with my brother right now. And it's, it's, it's cool to be able to do that and, and really see your friends and ex all the experiences the kids have and all the stories they have. And, but you know, you're, you're doing it in your own way with your kids on the boat. And, you know, to me, it's not about where you're at or, you know what you're doing it's just spending that quality time with them right and and teaching them stories and you know it's it's cool when when you get to hear your kids talking to somebody and you're not a, you know, they don't think you're listening and they're they're basically you know telling a story about something that you shared with them it's it's rewarding for sure it is yeah i mean how many stories i have with my dad or not as many because he worked he was a grinder so i'm sure my kids now many more stories already just because i'm constantly around for good or for worse for them but the fishing stories are endless with your boys oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> amazing um 
and that you know that's I, I actually was talking to my dad the other day. He, you know, it's like, oh, you're doing real well. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, you know, why why are you working still, or what are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I, I I'm doing this to buy time. And that's what success does, right? That's what money money does. I'm not I don't own a Lamborghini. I I do have a nice house, but I consider that an investment. Um, you know, I don't I have a, a couple pairs of jeans and a couple nice shirts. I have a couple suits because I have to as a lawyer and, you know, I, I'm very minimalist and I will use things until they're done, broken, you know, falling apart. And my wife laughs. And I, I, I've never had the need for material stuff. And I think that's where a lot of young people get caught up. If they made their first hundred grand or 200 grand, they go buy a Lambo. Why? Why yeah. not take that hundred, put it into an investment that'll make you 800 bucks a month. For the rest of your life you know and you build a portfolio of those and before you know it you don't have to go to work i mean that that's what the real estate was for me it was little chunks 25 grand 50 grand this that this bringing in friends to invest with me and you know now we're at a point and i'll probably laugh at this in a few years but we have 35 properties now and my company and you know it'll, it'll probably be 100 years and that's why I'll laugh, look back at this and laugh but um, all those things are just little mini annuities and each one of them you can look at it oh there's 800 this month from this one yeah. from this one well that pays for my my car this one pays for my part of my mortgage you know this is my grocery expense and then those things are just gone forever right that yep. money coming in and then you keep adding to that and you do whatever this now you get into a travel budget and all these other things so maybe you sacrifice bit of that money and what you want to do now because you know you don't people want to show off i think and or are insecure about it but don't you know just show off when you're older when you're in your 40s and 50s and have time to spend with your kids versus working until you're 70 i'd say you know that, that's but such a good piece of advice huge I, I if more people did that there'd be so much less stress in the world take your money and put it to work for you if you can't buy something cash you shouldn't buy it. Like if you don't have yeah. enough cash to buy that car in the bank, you shouldn't own that car. The only exception would be a house. Yeah. A and like you said, because it's an investment. Right. People, I see so many people in nice cars that have five grand in the bank. And I'm like, you're living life on the edge, man. <laughs> that is oh, yeah. the scariest thing to me. Like, um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, to, to go more on... Uh, the lifestyle, you know, it's, it's beautiful. I can pick up and go on vacation. I can stay in the nice hotels now, which is an experience, you know, get the moment of swimming pool for the kids. And a lot of the things I didn't do as a kid. So it's neat. Well, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, I, I we're going to, it's going to be coming to an end here for, uh, for the podcast. We're running out of time, but I, I, I want to, um, have you tell the listeners where they can find you, where, if it's real estate, if it's for, you know, uh, to check out your law firm, wh where can they go to, to find Jeff Greenman? Yeah. So, uh, my law firm is Greenman law PC. We're uh, based out in California in Orange County. Uh, we handle, you know, personal injury, medical malpractice type cases for plaintiffs. So if you're hurt, uh, feel free to give me a call. I don't advertise, never have. That's, that's been a beautiful thing too. Um, and my uh, real estate is called is Greenman Industries, and it's green. It's got the Greenman K 
.net, which will be .com shortly. Couldn't buy it quite away. So um, get the Greenman. Uh, check us out. We own properties right now in 14 states. Uh, happy to have anyone get a hold of me to invest. They're not sexy, you know, just like I don't drive a Lambo, just like I'm not sexy. It is literally boring real estate holdings with tenants that pay the rent every month. And I cut checks every month to everybody. Everyone's so happy every month to get their money and not have to worry about it or stress about it. And, um, I take the lead on all that as the attorney in the company. And, it's, um, it's and again, it's putting that money, it's, it's putting that money to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's look, it's not Bitcoin. It's not Tesla stock, but I, there's no risks, you know I mean? It's very, very minimal risk. And, and do that on your own, you know, invest in whatever stock you think is going to the moon, GameStop or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, everyone needs to diversify. I mean, if you want something safe, that's going to earn over 10% a year. Uh, my company is the place to be for sure. Well, there you go. You heard it there. Jeff, I have one more question for you. When you're working, do you prefer listening to music? Or do you like quiet? Interesting question. I always have music on. So my next question to that, is yeah. it Pennywise? Or who is it that you're listening to? <laughs> Dude, I, I have the <laughs> lamest range of music. Uh, I think lately I've been playing a lot of like 90s summer hits. <laughs> Are you singing while you're working? Oh, for sure. Uh, I do a lot of 90s rap. I do a lot of uh, alternative uh, I, I definitely get into like a punk month or two a year where I'm just blaring punk, but uh, my wife has never heard of any song I like. I feel like she, <laughs> she's in the country and all that. But yeah, okay. I, like, I like to, I like to, it helps my mind go. And when a phone calls, you know, hit mute and turn it right back on. So that's, I, uh, I have a podcast coming out that talks about just like the different mindset and the music and, I ask the listener, like, hey, what, you know, what are you listening to? So that's a good question because it's, it's interesting to me. Like for me, I wake up and I, sometimes it's classical. Other times it's Pennywise or, or heavy metal or, you know, something to get me going. I like certain days in the, you know, the sunshine days to throw on some sublime and get excited. But uh, it's always something, always a different mood. So yes. I appreciate your time, Jeff. It's been awesome. Thanks, I thank you so much for everything. And uh uh, remote start nation I, I i hope you got to take some of these nuggets that jeff threw at us and and you can use them to start your own business and uh don't be afraid to hit jeff up we'll put his information as well on the uh on the podcast page so you'll have it there and uh with that remote start nation go out start a business build a brand and create your own lifestyle thank you for listening jeff have an awesome day and we'll talk to you soon my brother Thanks, Jim. Take care. Well, Remote Start Nation, we have come to the end of another episode. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Woodward Movement, your go-to for brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head on over to remotestartpodcast.com or our social channels to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you on your journey. And as always, 
please don't forget to share the Remote Start podcast with your friends and colleagues you think would enjoy being part of the Remote Start Nation. Until next time.